I remember that some of them too, I taught them under overcoming the devil. However, haven't the Lord been teaching us, exposing to us the tricks of Satan in the last days? The Lord brought us to a place where he began yesterday to teach us about spiritual warfare. Spiritual warfare. Now, spiritual warfare, when I looked at the calendar, my, my notes, someone knows I discovered that on the 17th of July, 2017, I did a series on spiritual warfare, and I found out that it was audio typed. And I've asked the, the team, those who are in the editing team, a new cross to you know, finalize on it so that you can have a book on spiritual warfare among the books that we'll be publishing during uh, the anniversary. There are a lot of things that God has taught me, very deep things that need to be transcribed so that if the Lord Jesus tarries generations to come, we read them and they will know the truth because it's an altar where the truth is undefiled. I believe also that God is leading us into spiritual warfare now because there are a number of you who were not here when I taught it. And you need to know what spiritual warfare is so that you can fight the battle appropriately and have victories. A Christian that is struggling with normal covenant promise of God, something is happening. Let me give you an example. If a person is married, alright, the word of God says you must conceive. You read that in Exodus 23, isn't it 25? Let's look at it together. Shall we read it together, please? Worship the Lord your God, and His blessing will come upon your food and water. I need somebody who can help in that place. Worship the Lord your God, His blessing will come upon your food and water, and He says that, and I will take away sickness from among you, None shall miscarry in your land or be barren. Do you have it on the board now? Whenever I speak a scripture, I want it on board immediately. Now, it says, Worship the Lord your God, and His blessing will come upon your food and water. So if a Christian's work is not blessed, something is wrong. Because God said, As long as you are a worshiper, you should be blessed in your food and water. And it says, and I will take away sickness from among you. So if you have sickness that is not going, that is a problem. That you have to put your medication every day. It is not of God. There are evil spirits behind it. And it says also, and no women carrying your or be barren in your land. If a Christian woman suffers miscarriages, it is not God. It is the devil. And it says. I will give you full lifespan. So, a Christian that died prematurely, either from pregnancy, abortion, or from growing as a young infant and stuff like that, is not of God. These things are from the devil. Anything that God says you should be after being born again, and you struggle to be, the heart of Satan is there. If there is a problem in a Christian marriage, that from morning to evening you cannot have peace in your house for one week. It's always quarrel, it's always fight, it's always, you know, all this mess up. 
Or you are a Christian, you, you are struggling to go to university, you went to university, you are not understanding, you graduated, you can't find a job, and one year goes, two years go, three years go, four years go, and you couldn't get yourself located. Something, you don't think that is normal, because God didn't send you to acquire knowledge only to waste it. I would mean that. At the same time, if Christian is having problem with, uh, uh, with a habit in life that is not right, Bible says don't do this, and you love to do it. Something is really wrong with you. Something is terribly wrong with you. However, too, let me come to the spiritual. If a Christian is finding it to spiritually grow, something is wrong. Because if you eat and it digests human food, automatically you should grow. But if you are being fed with the word of God, which is truth, and you remain the same. And the Bible says that, talking about the nugget of the spirit, first year nothing happened to you. Second year nothing happened to you. Third year nothing happened to you. And some of us are even 50 years in God. And yet, one gift did not happen. There is a power behind it. It's of the devil. Anything that God freely promised you, and you did not get it as it should be, don't you think that it's a normal thing? It's not normal. It's abnormal. It's of the devil. Now, this period, I want to help you and help you know help you understand, so that you can fight your battle yourself. Understanding will give give you ability to know. And you'll be able to take the bull at the horn. I would gather you might have been coexisting with what the devil wants you to be over the years, all right? But one of the scriptures God gave us this year is Isaiah 42, verse 13. Uh, let me read Isaiah 42, verse uh, uh, 18. Look at it very quickly. Shall we read it together? No, 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 no. 43, 18. What do you have there? Yes. 18 and 19. Okay, let's read from the previous verse, 17. Who drew the chariots? Okay, go to 18 and 19. Read the 18. What did he say? And the next one says, Okay, let me look at that scripture myself in my scripture. That is Isaiah 42, Isaiah 42 verse 8. Look at what it says. Shall we read together, please? Now, can I say to us, those of you who work on my, uh, my projector, it is essential for you to make sure you don't miss any meeting. Because if you don't miss any meeting, you will be following up the messages with your heart, and you'll be able to help with your projector to cross into the right thing. What I'm helping you to know is this. When anything happens in your life, contrary to the, that God cannot be glorified over, then it is not of God. Then there is a spirit behind it. There is a devil behind it. Now, many believers coexist with what Satan wants them to be on earth throughout their life and they get frustrated. Alright? We read through the book of Exodus and we are reading Exodus again. You will find out that when God gave the land of promise, He told them they have to fight for it. Isn't it? They could not, they could, Israel could not possess Canaan without a battle. But you also understood the principle I told you that God cannot fight when you, the, the owner of the fight, you keep quiet. 
for God to fight for you, you must step out and fight. Then God will take over. But if you do not step out to fight the devil, you, you hinder God from fighting on your behalf. We will go through all this in my lecture on spiritual warfare. I'll give you scriptures about it. Revelation chapter 12 from verse 8. It says, it says uh, uh, there was war in heaven. It says uh, 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 um, uh, there was war in heaven. And it says the, 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 and Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. And the dragon and his angels fought back. But the person who started the war was Michael. Because Satan was trying to misbehave. And Michael drew the battle line. From, from verse 7 really now therefore I explained this to you for you to have understanding that this lecture I'm giving you today is something you hear today and you start it immediately do we agree together? Yes, sir. I want to see you and see the fulfillment of the written word of God Amen. that's my own joy and my fulfillment if I see you struggle in the area that God has promised I have problem I would get it now haven't you been taught? Then you need to know how to use those weapons to fight. So that you can invoke God into your battlefield. Now, let me help us with this. We went through the scriptures, Ephesians chapter 6 from verse 10. Let's look at it again. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 10 to verse 18. I read the NIV. Finally be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. It says, put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil Again, the devil schemes. Underline the word schemes. Underline the word put on the full armor. Underline the word be strong in the Lord. And underline the word mighty power. Verse 12 says, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against authorities, against powers of this dark age, dark world, and against the ritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. I'm not going to talk about those, those classifications now, because the, you know, now what I want to give you is a tool to fight them and overcome them. And it says in verse 13, Therefore, because of this, put on the full armor, underline the word full armor, of God, so that when the day of evil comes, on the line, when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. On the line, stand your ground. And after you have done everything, on the line, that's everything, done everything. To stand, stand from therefore with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of, of righteousness in place. I will talk about that and the rest of it later on. But now, let us see the scriptures. That's what I begin by saying, finally, in another words, above all things, having known all things, you need to know this. What the Bible says you should know. It says, be strong in the Lord. The word be strong means it is your duty to be strong. I cannot be strong for you. You cannot be strong for me. My strength, I can't be strong for my son. My son cannot be strong for me. I can't be strong for my wife. My wife cannot be strong for me. So I have to be strong. It's a command from God to all who believe in Him. Anybody who says I'm a Christian, the word born again Christian is a taboo from the devil. Because if you are a Christian, you are born again. You cannot be born again and be born again again. So those who came about the term born again Christian came about it because their human mental is not in the Bible. 
Anybody who is a Christian is born again before he becomes a Christian. If you are not born again, you are not a Christian, you are a churchgoer. You need to know that clean clear. The Bible says to those who are born again, those who are called Christians, that you must be strong. Now, second thing you have to examine in this scripture is, in what two major entities? Be strong in the Lord, that is number one. And, his what? Mighty power. Look at that scripture. Be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. Of course, King James says, the power of his might. So, now, there are two things that God commanded Christians to be strong in. The first one is the Lord. You know, in the book of Exodus, when we started these 30 days of, of uh, praying and praise, we, we discussed about God revealing himself to Moses. And he said to Moses, I reveal myself to your father Abraham as the God Almighty. Yes? yes sir. In that lecture, I told you why, what Almighty is, and what God does when he reveals himself as Almighty. Then he went further to say to Moses, and I, I, I now reveal myself to you as I am that I am. And I showed you in the Bible what that implies. When God reveals himself as I am, what does he do? What does he connote? Then at the end of it, when he was about to go through the, the Red Sea, he says, and I now reveal myself to you in a name that no one has ever known. He says, the Lord. And I help you understand from the scripture what the name the Lord is when God reveals himself as the Lord. You need to understand these things. Bible is not a fiction. It's real life of a man, of, of, of God and man. And anywhere God reveals himself as those names, what he does now is what he did then. And from the time the Lord said, I reveal myself to you as the Lord. There is no other revelation of God to, 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 to the revelation. Up to now, he's still the Lord. And whenever he reveals himself as the Lord, he's talking about salvation. He's talking about deliverance. Help is in the name of the Lord. He's talking about favor. He's talking about mercy. And you will soon read that, you know, I think you read that today. Chapter 33. You know, it's one of my favorites. When you, when you go from 33 to 34, tomorrow you go to 34. It says that after, after, after Moses had prayed the three prayers in chapter 33, he now said, and the Lord go before him. And he was calling his name, the Lord, the Lord, the compassionate God, the Lord, the God, the God of mercy and all stuff like that. So when God calls himself the Lord, in the Lord is everything encompassing. So therefore, if the Bible says to you, be strong in the Lord, what does it mean? In the knowledge of the word of God. You cannot know the Lord if you don't know the word of the living God. If you fill your brain with all histories and all literatures and all comics and all, all these novels. I don't know what Christians are doing with novels. I don't know. You haven't read Genesis. You are reading novels. All the novels you have read, what has it done in your life? It did not gain you promotion. It did not deliver you from Satan. Because you ignore the word. The word that can fight for you, you ignore it. And that has to stop. To be strong in the Lord is to have the true knowledge of who the Lord is. If we say somebody is a strong lawyer because he has knowledge of what law is. 
If we say somebody is a strong scientist, it's because the guy has true knowledge of science. He can manipulate science because he's a master of it. A Christian who does not have the knowledge of, Je- of the world does not know who Jesus is. Right. Why would the Bible tell you to do that? Because the Bible is about to tell you something. So, to be strong in the Lord is to have the knowledge of who Jesus is. I told you some time ago, the more of Christ you know, the more of yourself you unravel. You are a mystery. Every human being is a mystery. Those of you who have judged Dodding Carrell, you are young people, I can use this to illustrate that. Some years ago, you are in this place, in primary school, some of you, in secondary school, some of you, you don't know what future lies for you. But now you are doctors, you are lawyers. When you were young and babies running about in this church, you were a mystery. What you are today was inside you, but nobody can know it. But you got revealed by seeking knowledge of what you are today. Which is, anyone who did not seek the knowledge of what you are, cannot be what you are. Everyone can only be the knowledge of what he is. So the knowledge of Christ, of the word of God rather, is what reveals Christ and what reveals you. Are we together? So when the Bible says be strong in the Lord, it's not talking about fasting and prayer. It's talking about no Bible. So the place whereby Satan cannot mess you up with false doctrines. So the place whereby if you watch television and somebody is lying, you will say this is a lie. And you have scriptures to back up your claim. The word you do not know cannot make you. I repeat myself. The knowledge you cannot acquire cannot be your definition. I'm saying you cannot be defined as what you don't know. Okay, we say a man is a doctor because he knows medicine. A man is a lawyer because he knows law. A man is an engineer because he studied engineering. An accountant because he knows accounting. If we would define you as a Christian, what can we define you as? That should be your first challenge. Your knowledge of the word of God must be articulate. What about a Christian who does not have such knowledge? Satan is manipulating you, and I'll show you in a minute. The enemy is manipulating you. The second thing he said we should be strong in is the power of the Holy Spirit. The power of his mind. The power of his mind is the Holy Spirit. Be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the Holy Spirit. These are the two entities that are for us. Jesus died for us. Holy Spirit is here for us. It is Holy Spirit that manifests power. It manifests growth. But the Holy Spirit cannot manifest in you what you have not, not what has not entered into you. Okay, which is the knowledge of the Word of God. This is the reason why many Christians are easily manipulated by Satan. We did pray a lot about this yesterday. Ah, this this time in New Cross, I spoke for thirty minutes. Here, I'm going to speak for forty-five minutes because I need to cover everything with you. Okay. Now look at the second thing. He said, now. Put on the full armor of God. The word full armor means full. Full means elements combined together. Can I submit this to you? The first word says be strong in the Lord and. It didn't say be strong in the Lord or. So it means that you cannot be strong in one and leave the other. Are we get together? So the Holy Spirit is the anointing which anoints you and I. And you must be strong in Him. Solidly. Because you will discover when we go forward that to win battle with devil, you need just the anointing. 
Okay? And it's the anointing that will go inside your heart and bring the word out. Alright? And if you are not strong in the anointing of God, then you may have the word in you. It's just a history. It does not have power. I will together now. So, why is this saying you should be strong in the Lord and in, his, in the Holy Spirit? He said, because, he said you should put on the full armor of God, secondly. Full armor means you may put on a part of the armor and you may not put on other elements of the armor. Like in the armor, you may cover the whole of your neck down and if your head is uncovered, what does the enemy do? He takes his arrow, fires your head. You may cover the elements in your head and if your chest is open, what does the enemy do? He takes his arrow, fire your chest. Anywhere that is open, if your leg is open, he shoots your leg. If your foot is open, he shoots your foot. Any part of the armor that you are lost or you ignore will become an entry point of Satan to afflict are we in agreement? Yes, now, the Bible went on further to say this. Put on the full armor so that you can stand, take your stand against the devil's schemes. And I say underline the word devil's schemes. There is nowhere in the Bible that attribute power to the devil. Alright? In the book of Luke chapter 18... Chapter, chapter 10, verse 18. When Jesus said that I've given you authority over all the powers of the enemy and nothing of his will harm you. He helped us to understand that that power had jurisdiction. And the jurisdiction is expressed in the book of Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 to 3. Put it on the board for me. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 to 3. The jurisdiction of the power allocated to the devil. But for the church, he has no power. He has schemes. Schemes means manipulation. I will get it. So, who does Satan have power, power over? He says, as for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. So we understand here that a ruler cannot be without a delegated power and authority. But a ruler has a domain within which his power can operate. And outside that domain, his power is obsolete. He has no effect. And the Bible tells us that the domain of Satan here is the world. We follow the ways of the world. The ways of the world is set by Satan. You see all this Hollywood, Nollywood, uh, Hollywood, all this, uh, you know, entertainment they are doing. And people will waste their life watching liars on television. And they are paying entertainment, entertainment, humongous money. And those who are really creating values in society, they don't recognize them. Satan set up the system. A good number of them are initiated. They can't deny it. They have been saying it. A number of them have been delivered. Who told people outside how well they were initiated? And if a Christian is, is deceived by that, and you want to go and join them to do the competition, you will fail. It is their kingdom. Your name is not in their book. No matter how gifted you think you are, you will fail flat. All those ways of the world are set up by Lucifer to attract people so that he can waste their God-given life and they will not commit themselves to God. Who? They will go back to report to after death. If you listen to my voice, Satan should fail over your life. Are you with me now? 
So therefore, go back. Well, if you look at the next verse 3 here, it now told us the manifestation of the power of the devil. It says, all of us lived among them at one time. So, when we were unbelievers, what did we do? Gratifying the cravings of our sinful nature, we sin recklessly. We even boast, and we are heroes in boasting about sins. Okay? Following is desire, that is the sinful nature. Anything your body says you do, you do. You, some, of, some of us in those days, before you got born again, you could sleep with a dog, you could sleep with a cat, you could sleep with anybody. Because Satan was manipulating you. You could conceive several times and abort the children like you are even going to drink water. Because Satan was manipulating you. Aborting and terminating life that had destiny by God to be sent to the world. If you were aborted, will you be alive? But in those days, you won't have the knowledge. You won't have that knowledge. That mind will not come to you. You know what you are doing is not good, but you, you cannot stop it. Because you are under the control of Lucifer. Who is bent on destroying you. But if you look at it, therefore, it says, and following the desires of, and their thoughts, the way you think is what you do. You can insult anybody, you can root to anybody, you can, you can level anybody, arrogance for nothing. Are we together? When we were in the war, angry for nothing, fight anybody, abuse anybody, insult anybody, so reckless in our speech. We will say things that after we said it, we, call, we regret that we said it. We don't want to say, but we say, because we are under the control of Lucifer, the prince of the air. However, let me tell you, it says, furthermore, like the rest, we were uh, uh, by nature object of rods. We were going to doom before Jesus sabotaged it. And he saved you and I. And that is the reason why the Bible says, for you who have accepted Jesus, your sins I remember no more. So all those evil that you have done, we have done when we are unbelievers. When you get born again, his blood washes you as clean as snow. You may remember what you did, but God cannot because of the blood of Jesus Christ. Satan cannot accuse you for the past because the blood paid the price. And the Bible says that you have now become the righteousness of God. Now, having God, by the blood of Jesus, forgave us all our past and our sins, common sense is to serve Him and look, investigate Him and understand Him. Am I saying something wrong? That is what should be normal. However, there are many people who go to church that say that is too manipulating their mind. And that is the reason for this. To expose it. Go back to my Ephesians. So in that Ephesians chapter 6, therefore, it says, We struggle not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against authority, principles, and powers, and rest of them. Understand. The other one says, We wrestle not. So it means that in this world, we are fighting. You are on a battlefield on earth. When you were born, you, you began your battle by crying. How many of you did not cry when you were born? If you did not cry, your mother would have slapped your bum. Or the nurse would help her to slap your bum because you must cry when you reach this world. The first thing, the child, if a child is born and is laughing, everybody will run away. A child comes out of the mother's womb. The father wants the child to cry. If he didn't cry, ah, this child is not crying. Bah, they give him. And he says, ah, you are welcome to the world by smack. That is not cruelty to baby. Because if you don't speak, if you don't cry, they believe you are dead. 
You need to ask yourself, why do human beings cry? I don't see animals cry when they give birth to them. Human beings will cry. The child of a, of a, a, a cattle, he will get up and begin to work and fall. But a human being will be crying, yeah, 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 uh-huh. and then they carry the baby to the mother's breast, and then they, 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 in, a, in a short while, the mother put breast in his mouth, he keep quiet. From beginning, you recognize you came to this world struggling. Battle begins from the womb. And so, everything you go through in this world is battle. You earn every good thing through battle and fight. So how can't you now understand that there are some powers behind it? God did not ordain us to fight. But you see, if you look at the book of Isaiah chapter 14 and Isaiah chapter, chapter, um, Ezekiel chapter 28, it tells us about Lucifer. In 14, 12, it says, how have you fallen, O Lucifer? And then in Revelation chapter 12, verse 11 and 12, it says that, and the dragon was, was thrown out to the earth. And it said, woe to you, earth, for the devil has come into you. He's full with fury because he knows his time is short. So therefore, we struggle, we fight in this world. Fight in this world, warfare. But however, he says our struggle is not against flesh and blood. Those of you who fight your mother-in-law, fight your brother, fight your uncle, fight your cousin, and you pray about some people to die because you believe they are the witches that is after you, you are not a messenger of God. Demons operated in your mind. Because if a person that somebody else should die, a human being should die. He doesn't know. The Bible says that we do not wrestle against human beings. He's the witch in your house. If you confess that I'm the one who, who ate your child, and the one who did not let you get job. If you pray for him to die, if that witch die, okay, the spirit of that witch will look for the next door neighbor, or your next of kin, and enter into them. Because all of them are not born again, they are under the influence of Satan. Satan can do whatever he likes with a person who is not born again. And your battle begins again. Really, they will double up. So it is foolish for a Christian to pray for a man to die. Someone said to me before, the Bible says, suffer not the wish to live, stone him to death. And I said, I know somebody who I followed, who have appeared unto me. He said, come unto me, all you witches who are, who are, who are, who are labored and heavy laden, you find rest for your soul. I have somebody that I follow. His name is Jesus. He said, pray for your enemy. Bless those who despitefully use you. He said, pray, bless, curse not. I have somebody that I follow, the one who had appeared unto me several times. The one who had taken me to his abode in heaven and has allowed me to see the, the balance of it. He saw his enemies and he died for them. Those who will slap him, he died for them. Those who put thoughts on him, he died for them. Those who whip him with nail and tore his skin apart, he died for them. And when he got to the cross and he has opportunity to say one word, he said, Father, forgive them not for I don't know, but they know not what they do. And so he carried them in his loin, regardless of the pain they have given him, and brought them into the light. Come on now. That the soldiers who was there, among those who beat him and persecuted him, said that this is truly the Son of God. Even a thief condemned to death with him on the cross, when he began to speak ill against him, he never replied. The one who said, remember me, he said, today you meet me. Come on, let me say something to you, therefore. If a person claimed to be a Christian, and you pray for a human being to die, Satan manipulated your mind. The one who answers such prayer is the devil. And when you die, sorry, sorry you won't see Jesus. Because you have committed murder. And the Ten Commandments says, Thou shalt not kill. Number one, if you pray against man, you will lose the battle. But if you pray against the spirit behind the man, 
Then you will bind that spirit and that man will come to sanity. The one who is against you will be the one who will bless you. This is the word of the living God. Spiritual warfare is not physical warfare. If somebody came and confessed to you that I'm the one who used my power to hinder you, just tell him you are not. Get him behind me, you devil. You who is speaking to me, you are not. But that spirit that speaks through you, I rebuke in the name of Jesus. There you have victory. But if you say, this man, ah, look at him. Ah, how much I trust him. And he's the one. After me. He's never the one after you. Because your, your battle is not physical. I told you a story yesterday, and I'll say it again. One time I was preaching in CFT in the time that we are going through our own thing too. Nobody will succeed without battle. And Satan entered into six of my pastors out of seven that I ordained. And the six of them ganged up. And one of them had had a, a, a dream where he saw his spirit enter the church. And the spirit was whispering to the ears of some people. And they began to speak against apostles. Okay? You know, my message is easy. Only for those who want to go to heaven. But for those who run away from me, it is hard. Because they don't want to go to heaven. Because they love to please the flesh. But not the spirit. But each one soon regretted it. So the man rose up against me. And he was so bold. He slept on my bed. And physically, I fed him in my house. For months, jobless. Provided for him. Then not only that. Got a job for him. He was the one who had the God to stand up and begin. I was preaching like this. He said, he's a liar. Don't listen to him. In a service like this, he's a liar. Don't listen to him. Don't listen to him. But I understand the principle of the Spirit. All what he said did not pay me. It did not arouse me to anything. Because I knew from my father. That when Satan wants to get you. Okay? It does not matter the evil people do to you, what matters is your response to the evil. If you respond according to what Satan wants you to do, your flesh, he will strike you. My father warned me. He was a grandmaster or master grand, whatever they call them. Are you with me now? And as a prophet of the living God, I understand the things of the Spirit of God. That Satan entered into him, who is my son, because he wanted me to pronounce something against him so that he can be justified to destroy him and then accuse me for destroying my own son. And the ushers got angry and took him out. Some years later, I was in New Cross and then, you know, God had blessed the church. We had bought our first building in New Cross and the service was slowed to the extent that BBC came to film our services. Before we finished first service, the whole outside is flooded to the road. Second service is coming in. Before we finish, our third service is flooded to the road. You will soon see that here in a short time. Amen. At least you saw a, a spectacle of it on the watch night service. Yes, and I saw a person at the end, by the sliding door, at the entrance. It's third guy. I said, is that not my son? I took my microphone and I said, is that Pastor X? They come over here. Please, ushers, lead him to my, my, to my altar. And they led him to my altar. And when he got to my altar, I was sitting in the front. I have a seat beside me. You know, I leave that for the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. I have two seats. My own and the empty one. And I said, bring him, let him sit down here. But I had other pastors that are raised who have been with me all the years, sitting behind me. None of them said that, how can apostle put him in front? He should broke onto our own, uh, uh, the same place we sit down. Because my leaders have my spirit. They have belonged belong with me. 
has to be defiled. They cannot be defiled. Too long to be defiled. When he came to the point, he fell to the ground. Prostrated. I said, get up. He said, I'm sorry. I said, I have forgiven you before your act. Someone said, how can you do that? I follow a man who did more than that. His name is Jesus. What does it profit me? Somebody who had abused me came back and prostrated. What else do I want? If you use common sense. What about if God now bless him and put him in a position that I need his help? You think he will not help me? If I have fought with him, he will not. He will, he will say, hey, this is my opportunity. But Satan will not catch me. What about you? You wrestle not against man. If any prophet tells you that, ah, what did you do to them in your family? Tell that prophet what you two did to them. I did in my family. And that is that I accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior. When you accept Jesus, you have decamped from the devil and devil is after you, man. But however, I will show you something that will blow your mind. That is the reason why the Bible further said, who is your enemy? Look at the book of First Peter, chapter 5, verse 8 and 9. Be self-controlled and alert. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Who is your enemy? Answer me. Who is your enemy? Is this cathedral? Who is your enemy? Are you to call? Who is your enemy? Sing it, choir. So stop fighting your brother-in-law, your mother-in-law, your sister-in-law, and every in-laws. Exactly African people. The mother who conceived your wife or your husband, suffered over her or him, grew him or her to the place where you met that person. How can he be the witch? He will have killed that person before you marry him or her. The witchcraft that didn't kill that person is not the witchcraft that will now destroy your family. You know what is happening? You have to respect old age. But Satan told you that, so what is their business in my marriage? Their business in their, your marriage is that they have vested interest who they give back to. And you are now taking that person. So they have interest till they die. If you don't know, know it now. There's no such a thing as me and my wife. Okay? What did I call them? Relatives. Okay? You are family. They are relatives. You know what relative is? Related to. You know what relative is in mathematics? It is tangentially equal to. Or directly or indirectly equal to. You can say plus or minus equal to. You can calculate it and integrate it. It is your relative. Are you with me now? When you take a corn and eat it, you have to accommodate the stem inside. Because you have to hold it. Satan destroys church members, destroys Christians by manipulation of their mind. Making you feel that you are doing the right thing when you are doing the wrong thing and God is unhappy with you. That will season your life. Amen. What does the Bible say you should do? Self-control and what? You didn't answer me. Self-control and what? Self-control and what? Self-control and what? Who is your enemy? Who is your enemy? Not your pastor, not your brother, not your sister, not the hands that fed you. Okay? 
not your wife, not your husband. Someone says that. I remember, a, a person was brought to my office one day. One useless minister from Nigeria came to London at that time. I was in the meeting when they were talking about him, and God told me that he didn't call him the messenger of Satan. I told the man bringing him, and the man was arguing with me. You know, some people don't hear God. And when you hear God and tell them, they'll be arguing with you, you know. However, they will soon bite their fingers. They brought him. And the Lord told me what he would do to that minister. And I told him, this man you are bringing, this is what he will do to you. You will lose your ministry. If you continue to follow him, God said to me that you will lose your life. I told him, you know, when, 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 when God gives you a word for somebody, you don't wait. You say it as it is. The meeting was over. And he said to me in that meeting, I'm sorry, I have gone too far in arrangement. I said, brother, okay. The man was brought. The first thing was that the first day he preached in his church, he told all his members that you are all fools. Visit the minister. He thought to the pastor and said, I don't know what you are teaching people in London. He said, next week I'm preaching in this church. The other week I'm preaching in this church. It's a medium. He has voodoo in his mouth. He said, all of you meet me there. The second Sunday, more than half of his church did not attend the service. They went with the minister. Because he was talking about deliverance. It was in that meeting, he passed a woman and pulled her hair from the back. And said, snake, 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 snake. A woman who was not conscious that you are going to pull her hair. Who has long hair. And you suddenly pull her hair. She went into convulsion, into shock. And she fell. He said, see, that's demon, that's demon, that's demon. And the husband, after that meeting, said, Ah, you are a snake. 25 years of marriage. You know, when they tell Christians things, if you are truly Christian, you will use your common sense. Your common sense is the Bible. But when Christians don't know the Bible, any devil will lie to you, you just go godly boo. Follow them like that. Like a news, like a, a bird going to the news. From that day, there was trouble in that house. For the minister, forget about him. I don't want to talk about it. Because all what I said happened to him anyway. Because he didn't didn't withdraw. It's a sad thing. But the woman in the house, the husband said, So you are a snake. You are a snake all these years. The woman said, I'm born again. The husband cannot believe because he had believed the lie of the pastor who lied. And that pastor to who lied. He was blown up in Nigeria. His legs were blown to pieces by God. When he raided people in Nigeria, in, in England and America, somebody from America came one day and blew him to blow off his legs to pieces. All his churches were burnt down in Nigeria, eventually. He, he paid him right, okay? I don't want to mention his name, but those of you who know him will know who I'm talking about, okay? Now, the woman now, after about a month of turbulence in the marriage, the woman now said to the husband that... You know, if you say, I have snake, I accept Jesus, and I cannot understand how somebody who accepts Jesus can have snake. He said, but you know, there is a man we watch on television now. Apostle Williams, let's go to him. God speaks to him. If he says, I have snake, then he will remove the snake from me. You know, the other pastor have told them to come for seven days deliverance, and every day they are collecting money from them. And she went for the seven days deliverance where there is nothing to deliver. And the husband was convinced very well that the, ho- the wife has snake on the head. Of course, you know, they don't stick together anymore. They don't touch. She doesn't t- he doesn't touch the woman because he doesn't want snake. 
But second thought of, she gave birth for, for children, to, uh, to children for me. She has been with me for 25 years. How can I get rid of this one? He's there. So he's been pulled by the Holy Spirit and by Satanic Spirit. Because he has been spelled. If you don't look for God, Satan will find you. Are you with me now? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. When they came to my office, as they entered and knocked my door, and they opened the door, the Holy Spirit said to me to ask the man, what has entered into you? That you call a messenger of God a devil. The man was shaking like this. I said, what entered into you? Tell me. Tell me. Where did you see a born again accused of demons? And the man was looking at me like this. And the Lord said, I should warn him strongly. He has tormented this woman all these days through false prophecy. Because you see, when you are a prophet of God, you don't need to, the people don't need to tell you their problem. The spirit of prophet is the spirit of the living God who knows you in your secret place and he can reveal you in the public. The woman was stunned. I said, sit down. Why did you come to me? The woman said to the husband, tell apostle. And the man told me the full story and I said to him, brother, have you spoken to me before you heard what I said? Take your wife, get home. The man who spoke to you is a medium in the name of a pastor. I went to television at that time and I spoke about him. And I warned London about him. As from Pastor Yemi of, 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 um, of uh, Revelation Tadel. Ask from him. He will tell you. You know, you need to know the truth. You need to know the truth. Not everyone today who call themselves ministers are born again. Many more than those who are born again are mediums. How do you know them? By their fruits, their behavior, and by their words. Everybody will testify in his mouth to the person who called him. A person who talk about demon, demon, demon. Demon called him. A person talk about money, 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 money. Mammon called him. A person talk about prosperity, prosperity, prosperity. Satan called him. Because prosperity does not come without godliness. Seeking for the kingdom, Jesus said. Not seeking for prosperity. That's why they are only one, they are the only one, are the only one who prosper at your expense. The church who open their eyes are not be fooled anymore. They are all instruments of Satan sent to manipulate the mind of God's people. Are we together? That scripture says, for you to overcome them, you must be self-controlled. In other words, you control your emotion, you control your, your senses. Satan is telling you to lust after an opposite sex. You, you rebuke your eyes. A thought is developing in your mind about somebody which you did not know. You think that is what the person is thinking. You rebuke that thought because you are not God who can know the mind of somebody. Somebody is looking at me somehow and so what? You have your own eyes. Look also, what's your problem? Somebody looking at you somehow and so you to look as long as you don't look to sin. Carry your eyes and go where you are going. Oh, my own is anger. Who told you your own is anger? Satan is the one who manipulated you. Control yourself. Self-control means control this body. Control this mind. Control your heart. Control information that you accept going into your ears. So that what goes into your heart does not defile you. Every information from Lucifer is manipulation of Satan. And you must know this. 
The Bible says, my son, when sinners entice you, do not consent. Why should you consent to sinners? Knowing that they are under the control of Satan. And you claim to be under the control of God. So what do you do? You are an enemy soldier in the camp of the enemies. Listen to me. Most problems that destroy family, husband and wife, is I think, I think. Somebody suspects his wife for committing adultery, and that's the end of it. Someone suspects the husband is committing adultery, and that's it. The, Jesus says that if a person is caught in adultery, this is if a person is taught it to be in adultery. Did you catch? If you don't catch, what are you thinking? It's from the devil. From the devil. So that you hate the person you love, and he can destroy your both destiny together. And people will go into the act of divorce and live the rest of their life in regret because they cannot rewind, rewind this pendulum. They have been manipulated. Let me help you know this. Satan, this is what he does. Manipulate, control, and destroy. Manipulate, control, and destroy. Manipulate, control, and destroy. If Satan cannot manipulate you, he cannot control you. If he cannot control you, he cannot destroy you. No demon can destroy you. If you are controlled by the Holy Ghost, it is impossible for any spirit of hell to destroy you. Are you with me now? Be self-controlled. And he said, alert. Alert means watch. We will talk more about this because my time is over. But before you go, I want to settle this in your heart. One, Satan has no power over anybody in the kingdom of God, but he has kings. Therefore, you can only overpower the, the, the scheme of Satan by being strong in the Lord Jesus, which is the word of God, and in the Holy Spirit, which is the anointing of God. The other thing that your fight is not against man. If your boss rides against you, don't fight him. Fight the spirit behind him. Someone spoke ill about you, don't reply to them. Reply the spirit behind them. Do not allow Satan to make you an accomplice by responding to what he sent against you according to what he programmed you to do. Are we together now? I felt like slapping my wife is my feeling. It's not sin. Because my wife insulted me, okay? I felt like slapping her because she insulted me. That is not sin. But if I raise my hand, I have sinned and hit her. Okay? Because if my wife insulted me and I felt like slapping her, what should I do according to Jesus Christ? I should go and just hug her. She expected me to feast her. But when I get to her, I hug and give her a kiss and tell her, I know you are not the one. Then Satan failed. Satan lose. All the time you have been fighting in your marriage, what have you gained? than headache, sleepless nights, sleepless nights. You use your money to go and buy trouble in the market of Satan, and you can't sleep. Whereas, I'm sorry, it's not too hard. It's just two letter words, two words, I'm sorry. And if you please me to three, I am sorry. <laughs> Abby? Yes, sir. So... If you say to your boss in the office, I'm sorry, why can't you say to your spouse at home, I'm sorry? That you both of you become punching bag. In a house, you paid to live in peace, and by your ignorance, you allow the devil to manipulate your mind. 
You know, people who fight and who get angry. Anger, 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 anger. I told them in New Cross, no matter how angry you are, when there is no job in UK and your boss just came in and gave you a dirty slap, you say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's a mistake, you know. Because, you know, if you react and they fire you, okay, where will you get money to pay your mortgage? Moreover, if you say that, ah, I'm going to sue, lawyer will take the remaining that you have saved. And you know that in this case, you haven't even saved anything. So you don't have money to go and pay lawyer. So what do you do? You will say that the Bible says they slap you in one cheek. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He, he hasn't slapped me too. Yeah, I leave him for God. I leave him for God. Okay? But the person who looked at you in school, in church, or in, in a, a, a neighborhood, who look at you like this, you say, are you looking at me like that? You are replying that. Because that one is somebody you can, you know, if you, you believe you can catch. So there's no such a thing that I'm angry, I'm angry, I'm angry, because anger have eyes. Because anger is a product of arrogance and pride. Okay? And arrogance and pride know his boss. If police catch you, break the lights, and they have gone to your, your, your speed. When police say park, and he says that, why did you break the lights? Will you be angry? Be angry. He will tell you that what you are saying is recorded. You will be angry. So, the things that make you angry at home, that you went to bed, you can't sleep. Somebody offended you at the road and went to his house and he had forgotten about you. And you keep on thinking about the offense. And the man you cannot see again. Can you imagine? Is that normal? And you sit on your bed and begin to devise all manner. If I can get him, if I, and you can't get him. <laughs> Satan will not rob you. <laughs> Is that not what God said for many people? And then they have hypertension. And then they have, who knows? It says, be self-controlled and what? Be alert. Your enemy, the what? The devil. Prowls around looking for someone to what? Devour. What you say in verse 9? Resist him standing firm in the faith. Because you know that your brothers throughout the world are undergoing the same kind of suffering. Let me say this to you. In resisting anything, there is suffering. Yes? Isn't it? Come on now, talk to me. To resist anything, there is suffering. Let me see. I was saying this in New Cross, and let me let you know. Satan came to my, not devil himself, but some spirit of hell visited my house overnight today. And I will tell you what happened and how it is dealt with. For you to know how to deal with devil. You know when I was taking it on devil yesterday, well you were there now. Two days ago you were there now. Three days ago you were there now. When we took it on the devil here on this building. You think that say, the demons will keep quiet. No, they won't. But the one who will come to your house, they are the elementary spirits. Because the wise demons, when they see the blood of Jesus, they just go. Even if you insult them, they won't answer you. Because they know if they come near, they will, they will have trouble. But you see, the demons that come to try to oppress you, that try to come and attack you, they are the elementary one. It's like, you know, you know when you see a policeman just following you, following you, following you, when you're committed nothing, you're trailing your car and just parked you, and then came aggressively, he just left police college. Yeah, they just arrest anybody. 
They just, he just come out for police calling. I was, I, I, had a, I was a victim of that one day. I was driving 20 miles per hour at Eltham, okay? And I saw a police car following me, and I didn't worry because, I mean, I, I was just driving 20 miles per hour in a 30 miles per hour limit. And suddenly after driving around, around, behind me for about 10 minutes, he just flashed, and then, and I parked. And when I parked, I sat in my car, okay? Because that's what you must do. You don't have to come down. And the policeman came to me, drag, 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 and he got to me and said to me that, why are you, he said, do you know I've been following you for, for some time? I said, yes, I saw you. He said, do you know why I'm following you? I said, how can I know why you are following me? How can I know why you are following me? Okay? I was so calm, and I will tell you why I'm calm. Inside me, I was bubbling. I was bubbling because of knowledge I have acquired for two years. That is an opportunity for me to test my ability when I graduate. Whether I can be a good counsel. And so he said to me that you are running 40, 20 miles per hour on this road. And I said, yes. I said, what is the road limit here? He said, you have committed an offense. I said, offense of what? What is the road limit? He said, it's 30 miles per hour. I said, okay. Can you define for me what speed limit is? Because if he used the word I've committed a crime. And I said to him, could you please define to me whether, even if I break the speed limit, whether it is a crime or a thought. Alright? And he looked at me again. And he said, well, you are driving as if you don't know where you are going. I said, I don't know where I'm going. You are correct. <laughs> and he said to me, I said, that's why I put the map there to follow. So somebody doesn't know where he's going, cannot run. He has to follow the map. And I said, PC, and I mentioned his name. I said, please, could you tell me my offense? If it is criminal, under what act? If it is thought, tell me. And he said, okay, all right, you are okay. <laughs> Hallelujah. I was a second year student in LLB then. And I just finished my thought law. My head, I finished my criminal law, I finished, I finished my thought law. So my head is hot on the act. I did a lot of cases on, on speed limits and breaking speed limits, and I know which category it is in the law. So when I was, I was speaking, I was not speaking like an illiterate. I was speaking, I, I was happy for him to answer, and I was asking him questions like I would drill somebody who is, who is um, you know, signing a game in law court. Hello, do you know what I'm saying to you now? Be strong in the Lord. Satan don't budge to you unless you are in the Lord. You know the word of God. And Satan will not run before you unless you are anointed by the Holy Ghost. Who will bring out the right word to him when he moves against a move? If the devil knows that he moved this way, you give him a word. You move this way, you give him a word. He will pack his load and go. So the demons that come to your house to come and oppress or come and mess you up, they are elementary demons who just were released. They have no sense. So one of them branched my house, and what happened was that I was still praying. Till 2.50. Mommy was with me. My wife was with me. Till 2.30. And she slept. But the moment she slept, within a few minutes, she was deep in sleep. 
And as he was deep in sleep, I was praying. You know that prayer you pray when you're on bed? You know the bed prayer? Father, Father, <laughs> Lord Jesus. And when you wake up, you say, <laughs> And I will wake up and I say, Father, Father, I'm praying for all of you. I said, I was meant that God visit the meeting today. Bless the people today. Everybody you want to be here, Father, release them. Don't let Satan hinder them. Hallelujah, Father. And suddenly I felt something pass my face. Okay? And I felt in my spirit it was an evil presence. I just say I bind the devil in the name of Jesus. I know that kind of binding doesn't bind Satan. Okay? Because he resists him. So, and then, few minutes after, I just saw my wife woke up, struggle and woke up. I said, what is it? He said, I had a dream. A spirit came, she said, a spirit came to try to oppress me. And I was struggling with it and I woke up. I said, hey, the child that said his mother will not sleep, he himself or her herself or she herself will not sleep. And I said, fire! to quote the scripture. The Bible says God won kings concerning them saying, thought not God's anointed and make God's prophet no harm. So you that spirit that came to my house, Holy Ghost fire, Holy Ghost fire, Holy Ghost, pursue, pursue to their dead, destroy all their weapons and I got up and I began to take authority every garden of demonic people or courtly people in any house all over London, Holy Ghost fire destroy them. Any place where people are gathered to consulting demons in the graveyard, in the forest, in the tree anywhere they put their spirit in birds in animals, fire, 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 fire Fire. You know when you are calling fire, you cannot be... I attacked the devil, I think, probably about 30 minutes. Destroy his work everywhere. And set everybody who is now being... Who, who the, the evil spirits are trying to attack, I begin to release them. All over the area. When I finished, when I was praying, she couldn't sleep. She also said, I have to start praying. But when you pray against the devil, you don't say, Father, Lord, Lord, Father. Rebuke the devil. Resist the devil. Destroy his works with your mouth. Insult for Satan to pass your house. They are the elementals who are not wise. They, they, are, they just go. Zombies they are. But you have to deal with them. Appropriately as I've told you. And then we finish. I said, go and sleep. I slept. Do you know what the dream I now had? I told them when I woke up. And when I slept, I had a dream. And in my dream, I was in a meeting, which was supposed to be a crusade. And suddenly, somebody was outside that was causing trouble. So I came out of the meeting, and I said to the person to accept Jesus, and the person was trying to attack I said, I said, Jesus, that all this is your power, you are depending on me, it's useless. And he's tried to make a move. I said, I command your hand to paralyze, and the hand went through. And he still was walking. I said, I command your legs to paralyze, and he went through to the ground. I said, look at you. God gave him a name that is above all names. That are the name of Joseph in Shabbat. So I now went in to tell the other people, go and look at your casualty. To know the power of God. Okay? Who knows what God had done by that? Satan went to Jesus 
After Jesus has fasted 40 days, when you see God, who do you expect? Is not an angel? No angel didn't first appear. Satan first appeared after Jesus fasted. When Jesus overcame the devil, then angels attended to him. Go and read the Bible. Look for. Listen to me. Do not give any ground to the devil. Resist him. I don't know where Satan is messing up in your life. The time has come for you to stand up, take your stand, and resist him. If you don't resist him, God cannot fight the battle. Whatever you permit on earth, Jesus said we permitted. Whatever you disallow shall be disallowed. Are we together now? Satan had messed up enough. Now it's high time. We kick him off in our home, in our body, in our church, among our siblings, your parents if they are alive, your brothers, your, your, your children, anybody that is connected to you. You have the power to rebuke Satan that is messing around people around you. Because the Bible says if the righteous are saved, if a man shall fall down, the righteous shall say, lift him up. The Lord shall lift him up, not because of the man's righteousness, but because of you, your righteousness. Stand up on your feet. We are going to lift up our voice to heaven, and I want to begin to thank God for the divine power that he has given to believers. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. A prayer of thanks. Thank God for the divine power he has given to you. Give him praise forevermore. Thank God, thank God, thank God for the divine power of God that he has given to you. The Bible says, thanks be to God who always gives us victory. Thank you, Father. Lord, we bless you. Now begin to command the power of Satan to be destroyed over your life. Command the power of Satan to be undone in your life. Anywhere that things are not going right, rebuke the devil. Over your career, rebuke the devil. Over your business, rebuke the devil. Over your body, if you are sick, rebuke the devil. Over your husband, your wife, your children, your grandchildren, rebuke the devil. He shall flee, the Bible says. Begin to command in the name of Jesus that the fire of God will go and destroy everything the devil has made. Undo it, consume it, destroy it, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ. Whatever the devil is doing in your house, command that the Holy Ghost fire will destroy them. Pray to the Holy Spirit to send his fire. Everywhere demons are gathered, Holy Spirit destroy them. Decree anywhere your name is mentioned in the midst of a call that the Holy Ghost will answer them. Fire of heaven will answer them. Whatever the enemy has done in your house, in your family, they have expired in the name of Jesus. Command them to be destroyed. In the name of Jesus, begin to decree to your life that your life will be what God has ordained you to be. Every hindrance the enemy has placed before you, command them to be removed by the fire of the Most High. The Bible says, but thanks be to God, He gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. He gives you victory. 
The end of the matter has been determined before the beginning. Your end is victory. Your end is victory, but you must fight for it. Jesus will back you up. The Bible says, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You shall be delivered. You shall be saved. Your children shall be saved. They shall be healed. Your marriage shall be saved. It shall be healed and restored. It says, I will restore to you the year the locals have eaten. Decree them and they come to pass. Decree them and they come to pass. Mandola roba shorebori marila basadia. Relosura maluske bolinda la nusa la disa. Oh, sovereign Lord. We bless you, Lord. In Jesus' anointed name, we are praying. Remember this stronghold is an invisible dominion that rules over the visible dominion. I will teach you all this in my next lecture with you next Sunday, or maybe tomorrow, whatever the case may be. Spiritual warfare arises by virtue of Satan wanting to take over your dominion. Your body is the beginning of your dominion. Number four, failure in warfare, remember, does not mean you have lost the battle. If you fail today, fight again. Why? Because better is the end of the matter, says the Lord, than the beginning. Alright? If you see, see if the battle is going stronger, pray harder. There is no giving up. Because the Bible says, thanks be to God who gives us victory. Your victory has been determined before God allowed the battle. And the final thing you must know, which we will look at, a Christian cannot lose a war in warfare. However, we can fail in warfare. And I will help you know what makes you fail. The, the capital or the kingpin of it is worldliness. The spirit of worldliness. A Christian who is so worldly, you love to dance in party into music that are written by occult members who are not born again. They sound good to your hearing. It is manipulation of evil spirits. You love to do what people do. So to appease people against the will of God... You make God hate you, and Satan will unleash against you. Because the Bible says, get ye out from among them. Do not touch anything unclean, he says. You get up in the council of the wicked, they are talking ill about people, and you are there, you can't speak against them. You open the door for the devil. Are you with me now? You don't respect a messenger of Satan. When they come to your house for backbiting, shut the door and tell them, don't step this door anymore. You are a backbiter. I'm not going to the same place with you. Whoever they may be, if you don't say that, you open the door for Satan to strike you. However, you will suffer a while if you do that. But if you return back to your God, he will fight your case for you. Today, heaven will restore you. Let me tell you this. Everywhere that the devil has messed you up, from today, you begin to master the tricks of Satan. The tricks of Satan will not master you anymore. 
Wherever the devil has inspired you to do things, and that is what you always do. Something will come upon you and you won't know it, and you begin to do what you are not supposed to do. <clears throat> that spirit that has been enslaving you, I burn in the name of Jesus as of Nazareth, and I lose you from the oppression. Your eyes is not meant for loss, it's meant for vision. Spirit of loss, out in the name of Jesus as of Nazareth. Your heart is not meant for evil schemes. It is for the wicked that will be destroyed. Every mind that devises evil, you spirit of hell that manipulated human mind, I bind you in the name of Jesus and cast you out. Every network you are putting in people's hands, Holy Ghost fire destroy in the name of Jesus. When a man is born again, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. All things have become new. You, the spirit of hell that hindered the newness to manifest, the Lord rebuke you. I cast you out in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. People who have been firebrand before and they have been watered down. Receive fire in the name of Jesus Christ. Receive back your fire in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. If anyone who is a messenger of Satan comes around you from today, I put the mark with the blood of Jesus upon you. Holy Ghost will destroy them. Holy Ghost will destroy them. The sovereign of God will consume them. The Lord put a barrier between you and every messenger of Satan. The Bible says those who lay you waste depart. Because they are wasters of life. I command them to depart. Their root be uprooted in the name of Jesus from your life. Father, this is the church of the living God. We give you the praise. If you carry sickness in your body, I rebuke you sickness to get out. I command you in the name of Jesus. You have no hiding place. The body of man is the temple of God. I command you. Your false spirit of sickness out in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. By the blood of Jesus, you are whole. You are made whole. You are healed. You are made whole. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. In your blood, in your organs. Father, we bless your holy name. In Jesus' anointed name we are prayed. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. Put your hands together for the King of Heaven. Hallelujah forevermore. Take your seats in the heavenly places. Let me say this to you before we take our offering and close. There are some things I said in this lecture. Write them down. When I come back to you, maybe you want to write this down now. When I come back to you, I will talk about the days of evil. When the day of evil shall come. Because I omitted that for a for purpose. Victory had been determined before battle commenced. I will help you to see that. And how you can walk into your victory very easily. I said you should write down. Stronghold is an invisible dominion that rules over the visible dominion. And that is what Satan works through. When he builds a stronghold, from the stronghold, he can rule over your own dominion. And I show you from Genesis, that's what he did to Eve, to Malachi, or Revelation, really. 
Then I told you to write down also spiritual warfare arises by virtue of the fact that Satan wanting to take over your dominion. You look at Isaiah 14, verse 12, you see that. He wanted to take the dominion of angels and wanted to take the dominion of God. And that is what he did to Eve. God gave Adam and Eve the domain, the world. He wanted to take it from them and he did. The same thing he did to Samson. So Satan is always seeking to, to take dominion. Where, uh, uh, the warfare therefore arises because the devil is trying to fight against your family. He's trying to take your marriage. He's trying to make you unhappy. Your body is the beginning of your dominion. And I'll help you understand how God operates in the scriptures. Then failure in warfare does not mean you lost the battle. Let me tell you something. If a Christian fell into adultery because he was overpowered by lust, all right, it doesn't mean the end of his life. If you can recognize that you need to expose yourself first and make it known, a sin you confess cannot rule over you to the people who are over you. And then you repent before the Lord. Repent means the habitat and association that led you to sin. You caught them off for life. You have nothing to do with them. Run for your life. Then pray. You will be restored back to your original position. I will help you understand. Of course, you will suffer. Anytime you fall a victim, you suffer. So, you may fail in warfare. It's not the end of the battle. Once you are born again. Then the final thing is that a Christian cannot lose in warfare. However, we can fail. I would mean now. Let me tell you this. If you had a dream that they are, you are eating on the dream, it shouldn't be for a Christian because you are not supposed to do so. If somebody appears in your dream and had intercourse with you, it's not supposed to be so. Those are failures. You will get up with some affliction if that happens to you once. But when you get up, it happened to you because you have failed in your being alert and being watchful. So when you get up with an holy indignation and begin to destroy. Instead of get up and be feeling um, guilty for what you did in orchestrate. Did you invite them to come to your dream? If you did not, so there's no guilt. But your indignation should be that they defile this temple and you now rise up in holy indignation and command fire against that spirit and against the source and then wake up from that time so that you keep praying regularly and destroy all the works of Satan. From your body which is the dominion it will be neutralized. You don't have to suffer for it. You will be neutralized. And then you will now become a militant. If you fail in examination, does not mean you have failed. Those who fail are those who quit, who decide not to retake. We will look into this. Really, I think every day this week, I will be teaching you piecemeal. Piecemeal. It will be the best thing. So that by Sunday, I will have covered everything thoroughly. When I look at one, I will explore it. 15 minutes I preach during the... Uh, 20 minutes I, 15, 20 minutes I preach during the prayer. And then we will go to the end of it. Can I say to you also, I want to plead with all of you. Why don't you give God the rest of the 28 days remaining? Is it 28 days? 18 days, really. 18 days, because we are 12 days today. 
the remaining 18 days. We will soon pass this. God told CFT, gather every day this January and pray and praise and prophesy. And the Lord told me he will rest upon me to anoint the people one day. He will rest upon me to lay hands for 